ladies and gentlemen, to JWF Monday Night Ignition. I'm your host, Silver Spoon, joined by a man who's going to be observing some exciting action this Wednesday. It's Captain Tibbs. That's right, Sills. I got my work cut out for me here and there. That is right, because this Wednesday, JWF Defiance presents expiration date. An absolutely epic pay-per-view that is going to have our JWF Defiant Championship on the line in the chamber. The Women's Championship on the line in the chamber. And now we know that the JWF Captain's Champion himself, Crush Atlas, is going to be in action against the man known as Danny Roanoke. Oh, Sills, this whole expiration chamber lives again. That is right, but one man who has got to have his doubts heading into this match is the JWF Defiant Champion, a man who has never entered the chamber before, a man who has never had to deal with that level of chaos and violence. I, of course, am talking about the Dragon, Falcor, the Stoppable. Uh-huh, Sills, this is going to be a lot, uh, especially for your first major title defense as Defiant Champion. I mean, Falcor's walking into the proverbial lion's den. That is right, but he is also in our ring right now, and I'm sure he has a message for all of those opponents ahead of what is set to be an absolutely epic show. January 10th, 2022 was a day that will forever live in infamy for the JWF. It is a day that the proverbial multiverse was opened in this company. JXT and JWF fused together, and no one knew what would happen next. But I did. I knew exactly what was going to happen next for Falcor, and that was I was going to do what I was never truly able to do in JXT. And that's hold a singles championship with pride. But unfortunately, with that colliding of rosters also came a steep increase in competition, and I had my doubts, yes, but... Then I looked at myself and I said, Falcor, you weren't able to succeed in the small roster that is JXT? How will you thrive in a roster double that size, with competitors twice as hungry? And if the belt around my waist doesn't answer that question, I don't know what will. <laughs> because there is no one hungrier in this company than Falcor, because I'm a dragon, I am very hungry, and there is no dragon willing to soar higher heights than me, because I am also a very good flying dragon. So this Wednesday at JWF Exploration Date, I'm going to step into one of the most deadly structures in JWF's history, the Exploration Chamber, and I am going to use my hunger to fuel me towards absolute victory. But it will not be easy. I will be facing off against old enemies and some new friends that I've made. I mean, my own teachers and students will be in there, for God's sakes. That's just what the future of the JWF looks like. All these generations of wrestlers are facing off to prove their supremacy. And I intend to do exactly that. Because right now, I am your JWF defiant champion. And I intend to live up to that name each day I step into the ring. Falcor will defy the odds. He will defy the hate. He will defy all people that said a dragon could never be champion in this company. Because Falcor is unstoppable. Falcor is your JWF defiant champion. And most importantly, I'm a dragon. 
Well, Tibbs, uh, as much as uh, people like to say he is a silly character, in my opinion, I am seeing passion in the eyes of that dragon right now. And he has got a hell of a few competitors going against him. Falcor, the, or Falcor, the Shitty Terry, Guy Fieri, Robert Hill, Bacula, Hill, Blake Tanner is going to be in this matchup. And that man is one of our longest reigning JWF world champions. But if anyone can take him down, I got to say, this dragon certainly seems up to the task. Absolutely, Sills. Falcor, he's got some odds stacked against him, but he looks like he's perfectly willing to overcome. That is right, but speaking of having odds stacked against you, Tibbs, I want to I want you to imagine you going to face a competitor and he kicks your ass in almost 30 seconds. Then you get your rematch. You train for it. He kicks your ass in 15 seconds. And now you're waiting on the rubber match, which hell ain't even really a rubber match because you're already 2-0. That is the situation your son Chuck Tibbs finds himself in this Wednesday when he goes toe-to-toe -to -toe with Robert Hill. Yes, Hills, but you put it that way, it's pretty dire, isn't it? That is right, but also this is a different Robert Hill from the one Chuck has faced in the past. I mean, Robert Hill has not been able to buy a victory lately. I think he may be have a little bit overconfidence in this matchup, knowing just what he's been able to do to Chuck over the years. So I don't know. There is still that one possibility Chuck might... He's not going to do it. But he is backstage right now with one of our top interviewers. So why don't we hear what Chuck has to say? Ladies and gentlemen, Dad the Dad McDonald backstage here with a man who is set for one hell of a match this Wednesday night, Chuck Tibbs. Now, Chuck, this Wednesday, you're going toe-to-toe -to -toe with a man you've barely been able to last 60 seconds in the ring with over a combined two matches in Robert Hill. Do you have a strategy looking towards this Wednesday? Well, yeah, McDonald... I'd love to look at you and say that I did. I'd love to look at you and say that after so many times going toe-to-toe -to -toe with Robert in that ring and losing, I'd have some sort of grand strategy to defeat him finally, but, well, the big answer is I don't. Robert Hill is a complete monster in that ring, and when I faced him in the past, he's reminded me of one of the biggest pieces of advice that gets thrown around in your sport. And that's everyone has a plan until they get punched in the face. Every single time I've faced Robert in the past, I've come up with a plan, a strategy, some clever method on how to beat him every time, and, well, I've lost. So I'll tell you what. I'm done trying to strategize around Robert Hill. I'm done trying to find some way to beat him at the end of the day because there's a 99% chance I'm not walking out of there this Wednesday with a victory. But then again, there's also a 99.9% .9 chance that I was never going to win the JWF championship. There was a 99.9% .9 chance that I was never going to be able to fight alongside my father in the biggest show of the year, Wrestlepalooza. There was a 99.9% .9 chance that those people in the crowd would never award me with the prestigious honor of Wrestler of the Year. And yet every single year, I have managed to live inside that 0.1%. That is the place where Chuck Tibbs thrives. That is the place where I succeed, where anybody else could have failed. 
and I spent the last year trying to weigh those proverbial odds in my favor. And I came up short every single step of the way. So maybe it's best for the odds to actually be stacked against Chuck Tibbs for once. Maybe it's best that I'm in a can't-win situation this Wednesday, and maybe, just maybe, I'm going to do the impossible and pin Robert Hill in the middle of that ring at expiration date. Tune in and find out, folks. Well, Tibbs, I am reminded of the words of the man known as Blake Tanner, who said that Chuck Tibbs backed up against a wall is nearly undefeatable. Let's not forget Blake Tanner took that motivator, he calls it, that steel chair, and beat the living hell out of Chuck, just trying to wake up that side of him. And if that promo is anything to go off of, I think that Blake Tanner is, needs to go after Rip Van Winkle now. Well, I'm starting to see this is the same Chuck that had the goal to fight for the JWF Championship and win it. Not just once, but twice. Only few people have held that prize two times in our business, and I think that is the Chuck Tibb that we just saw. But speaking of the man known as Blake Tanner, we already know that he is going to be facing off against five other competitors in the expiration chamber, but also he's going to be starting the show facing off against his commentary partner, Scotty Moore. And those two have been, <laughs> Tibbs, I'll say it, not exactly kindly to one another lately. No, no, not at all, Sills. It seems that there's a bit of tension brewing between <laughs> our Defiance commentary crew, and it's going to be settled in the ring. That is right, and right now, one half of that team is in our ring right now, Scotty Moore. So why don't we go down and hear what the hero of the JWF has to say. This Wednesday, my co-commentator, my partner, my best friend, whatever you want to call him, Blake Tanner, is going to be stepping into one of the most devastating structures known to the JWF, the Expiration Chamber, and is going to be attempting to make history once again by becoming the first ever JWF Grand Slam Champion. That means he will have held the World's Championship, the Tag Championship, Captain's Championship, and if he plays his cards right, the Defiant Championship as well. That is a lot for one man to take on. And if there's one thing that manages to encapsulate Blake Tanner's entire career, it is taking on more than he can chew. Whether it was our tag team championships or his record-setting JWF championship reign, he would always push things just a little bit too far and walk out a failure. And now, once again, Blake Tanner has pushed the proverbial envelope just a bit too far because this Wednesday on Defiance, Blake Tanner's expiration date comes due. Because not only does he have to fight inside of that hellish structure in the main event, he also has to start the show in a match I'd argue is much more dangerous than the expiration chamber could ever be. He starts the show in a match against me. The man who did the unthinkable, pinned the unpinnable, and bled for every ounce of respect I get from this audience. But... I'm also a man that knows my limits. 
I'm a man that knows his worth. I don't have to parade myself out every single week in the first match on the card, desperately vying for your love and attention, fighting to prove something that you already all know. That I am the greatest professional wrestler in this company. But Blake, he won't give himself that time. He refuses to give himself that care. He doesn't think he has any limits. He's willing to throw himself into every single match that comes his way, and it's resulted in his fun little career of breakdown after breakdown, pushing himself to climb that mountain every week, not seeing that I've already beat him to its peak. And you know, I've spent years holding my hand up desperately trying to help him join me at the top. But this Wednesday, on expiration date, it won't be a hand reached out to pull him up. It will be my boot in his face, pushing him back down where he belongs. Well, Tibbs, looks like uh, Blake Tanner has got not just one, but two vicious matchups waiting for him at Defiance. But also, many people said that man wouldn't be able to hold the championship for over 300 days, and he did it. You talk about Chuck Tibbs defying the odds, Blake has done the exact same thing his entire career. Absolutely, Sills, and he's not somebody that you should... Uh, underestimate, especially in that same situation. Maybe he has a sort of kinship with Chuck there because Blake Tanner is also somebody who does not lose when you put him up against the wall. That is right, and another man that does not lose when pushed against the wall is our champion himself, the lord of the smart side, technical spectacle, whatever you want to call him, the man known as the Dillon, who of course is focusing up for his big matchup against the Jebedook at Wrestlepalooza, but we cannot say the same for his opponent. We, of course, know last week the Jebeduk getting called out by Mark Play, saying he needed to change up his style, become a new person, and it almost seems like Mark has taken all the attention away. Well, Sills, I, I can't understand that. I mean, Jeb's got a lot on his plate, and you may say that Dylan's somebody who can fight up against the wall, but damn it, I think the Dylan is the wall in this situation, and Jeb is facing it. <laughs> it's just a, a terrifyingly dark structure and shadow that the Dylan casts over any of his opponents. Yeah, it is right, and Jebeduk's gonna be banging his head against that wall in just a few short months, but for right now, the Dylan, the wall as you call him, is backstage with one of our top interviewers to have his reactions to Mark Play's actions and what he thinks the Jebeduk needs to be doing next. Let's have a listen. Hello everybody, Honeypot McAmnesiatic Teddy Bear here backstage with the JWF World Heavyweight Champion, the Dylan. Now Dylan, last week your opponent at Wrestlepalooza, the Jebeduk, was confronted by your old rival, Mark Plays, about needing a makeover ahead of Wrestlepalooza. What do you think that Mark's playing at? See, that's the difference between you and me, Honeypot. See, you are watching Mark Plays, and we're trying to figure out what Mark Plays is doing, but I already, I already know what he's doing. The bigger thing is what's going on with Jebeduk. See, Mark Plays is trying to place doubt in Jebeduk's mind. See, Jebeduk's a man 
who has not doubted himself for a moment in this company, hasn't changed a goddamn thing since he's got through the door. Not his look, not his style, not his moveset, and I gotta be honest with you, damn admirable. Damn admirable to have that much confidence in yourself and served him well. He's won the Rumble. He's getting to main event against yours truly. But I have to tell you something, Jeb. I have to tell you something right now, and I want you to know I am dead serious. If you let that seed of doubt that Mark gave you take root in your mind, then you have already lost. Because I have no doubt about Wrestlepalooza. See, I am a man on a mission. I am a technical spectacle, and I am going to cement that legacy by doing the one thing I've never been able to do before. And that's walk into Wrestlepalooza, walk into the main event as champion, and walk out the other side just the same. But I don't want that fight to be easy, so I'm asking you, no, begging you, get your shit together. Because I don't want there to be any ifs or buts when I beat you. But if you come in less than your best, then I guess I'll just have to take the satisfaction in being the one that takes you out on the biggest stage possible. Well, Tibbs, if you want to talk about a wake-up call, that is a wake-up call right there for the Jebedum. And I, I think if he does not heed the words of the champion, I, I do not think he's going to have a good time come Wrestlepalooza. No, not at all, Sills. This is the time where you got to focus and buckle down, not get distracted. That is right. And then we have got another champion who also cannot get distracted right now. The man known as Crush Atlas, who is coming to expiration date this Wednesday with one hell of a date waiting on him in the form of Danny Roanoke. And we, of course, know Danny is a, is a decorated tag team champion, but let's not forget he has had some absolutely vicious matches fighting against the man known as Hollywood Hulcher. I mean, their Falls Count Anywhere match at Summerfest a couple of years ago was an instant classic. If anyone knows how to fight in singles competition, it is Danny Roanoke. Exactly, Sills. That is somebody who... Uh, Danny Roanoke is one of the most cerebral men I've ever seen in this ring. He's usually at least three steps ahead of you and he's the guy that can come in at the very last second when you're not realizing it and steal the win right out from under your nose that is right a lot for crush atlas to think about but for right now in his first appearance on ignition is your jwf captain's champion himself let's go to the ring and hear what crush atlas has to say this wednesday Crush Atlas makes his first defense of this JWF Captain's Championship in nearly three months. Crush Atlas is going to step into this ring to do what Crush has wanted to do since they joined this company, and that's wrestle. That's fight. That's defend this championship with every drop of honor running through the veins of Atlas. And I'm going to do it when I face off against a man that I would call the godfather of the JWF in Danny Roanoke. He's a man that the world told me to watch out for. He's the man that mentored my mentors. He's the man that laid the foundation for this company. 
Without him, the landscape of this company would look drastically different, but that leads me to an old question that I can't help but ask myself, and it's what have you done for us lately? That is not to dispense with this legacy that this man holds in this company. I have already gone over his accolades. No, this is a question I ask to keep his shattering legacy intact. Because ever since Danny Roanoke, the prodigal professor of the JWF, returned to this company, he has been about one thing and one thing only. Himself. He was willing to take his own students, use them as a human shield, protecting him from the critiques of the JWF audience. He beat down his former pupils and used their names to elevate his status. And yet, despite years of experience over every other wrestler in the back and a diabolical mind for violence, he is yet to do this. Hold a singles title in this company. So what type of mentor, what type of legend to look up to is Danny Roanoke when he hasn't been able to prove himself like he should? So I ask you, Daniel, please, after our match this Wednesday, go home and take a long, hard look in the mirror and ask yourself, is this worth the destruction of your legacy? Or should you finally leave your boots in my ring, pack your things up, and go home? And if you need help deciding on the path, don't worry, because Crush Atlas will be more than willing to help you get to the chopper! Well, Tibbs, looks like a... We can talk about Danny Roanoke always being three steps ahead. I don't know if you can be three steps ahead of a man as violent as Crush Atlas, who has given him quite a plea this Wednesday. Exactly. So Crush Atlas seems to be leaning into that unpredictability that is going to throw Danny Roanoke off his game. Crush Atlas is a machine. That is also right, you gotta think about the mind games. Crush Atlas just played against a guy who could play mind games with the best of them. I mean, the fact of the matter is, he's not wrong. Danny Roanoke, since his return to this company, has struggled to do something big, do something important. And for many wrestlers, that can result in a legacy-shattering moment. And it looks like that is a moment Crush Atlas is willing to give delivered to him on a silver platter at expiration date. That's right, Silves, and it all comes down to the match now. Both of these guys have had their say. Both of these individuals are going to be fighting for that captain's championship. That is right, and that's going to be this Wednesday at expiration date. In addition, we've already talked about it. Chuck Tibbs, Robert Hill, Scotty Moore, Blake Tanner and then of course those two epic expiration chamber matches one for the defiant championship and one for the women's championship and we're talking about Falcor making his de first defense Ayana is also set to make her first defense inside the chamber and let's be honest that is not always paid out well for the warrior princess that is true Sills but it all is going to come to a head here that is right, and then of course make sure to tune in to the next episode of Ignition. We are going to hear from the Defiant Champion, whoever he may be after that matchup. We are going to hear from Chuck Gibbons speaking about his time in the J1 tournament, and then 
Most importantly, something we have been waiting to hear for a very, very long time. The god of the JWF himself, Momoa Curry, is returning. And he's going to be announcing his opponent for his final match at Wrestlepalooza. So this is that is going to be a momentous occasion all on its own. And coming right off the heels of the fallout of this expiration chamber. Uh, Special, I, I mean, it's just going to be can't miss those. That is right, but until then, remember to support us at patreon.com slash BS. Pick up merch at merch.aloadofpurebs.com. But until next time, he's been Captain Tibbs, I've been Silver Spoon, and this has been JWF Ignition, and we will see you next time.